0: But God says, I am greater. That's the message of Easter. That He is greater. A lot of times we want to see that what, what can I do for God? That's what religion is. It's what can I do for God? I've got to do something for Him. And God says, no. It's about what I have done for you. It's not about what you can do. It's about what He has done for us. God is greater. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, talking about Jesus creating the heavens and the earth. It says, There is nothing you can't do. God, there's nothing that you can't do. In the Gospels in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, it says, For nothing is impossible with God. There's nothing impossible with God. And so on Easter, we say this, that God is greater than. Jesus is greater than death, hell, and the grave. Jesus conquered it all. He says some very clear things in Scripture, and I want you to look at these with me this morning because the Bible tells us what God wants us to know. And these words are in red in the Scripture. In Revelation chapter 1, Verse 18, this is Jesus speaking here. He says, I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and of Hades. John chapter 11, verse 25, words in red I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even though they die, believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die says the New Living Translation will never, ever die. The Old Testament prophet Hosea said this in chapter 13, verse 14, I will deliver this people from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Where, O death, are your plagues? Where, O grave, is your destruction? And Paul uses this in 1 Corinthians 15, which is the resurrection chapter of the Bible, which I was actually thinking about reading today as our sermon, but it would take the whole time and You can read 1 Corinthians 15 on your own. It's the resurrection chapter of the Bible telling about the power and the beauty of the resurrection and what it means for our lives. And he echoes the words of the prophet where he says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is greater than hell death and the grave. He wiped these out. He says, no more in your life will you be held prisoner to these things. He took care of them on the cross and He invites us into His victory this morning. Jesus came to this earth and when He did, He was all in. He lived a passionate life for you and for me and He said, I am coming for you I will take your place I will I will pay your price on the cross it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 God made him who knew who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God he came for us and in this life he came for the cross did you know that in his life he feels everything that you feel he was hungry, he was tired, he was tempted, he went through trials. He he went he was all in, and, and when he went to the cross, he put he bore every sin we've ever committed on the cross. He was all in, he experienced it all on the cross. He was all in in the garden. He prayed to the Father and, and, and He prayed so intensely that the that, that, that drops of, of sweat, like blood, was coming down and And His face was in the dirt as He cried out to the Father. He was all in. And then He went to the cross and He was really... That is all in, guys. I mean, think about the cross. I mean, think about... He took our pain. He felt pain on the cross. And He took our pain. He took our guilt from the the sin that we've committed and He took the sin of... He felt that guilt, that spiritual anguish, that that spiritual anxiety. He felt that on the cross. He was all in. I think about the shame that, that our Lord and Savior was crucified naked, publicly shamed for you and me. He took our pain, he took our guilt, he took our shame. Jesus was all in. He said, I love you so much. And I am greater than anything you've ever done. Anything that you've ever faced. Whatever you have to go through, I am greater. I'll do it all. I'll take care of it all so that you can take part in My victory. Because you know what? The cross is empty. It's not just empty here in our sanctuary. It's empty. I've been to the tomb many times in Israel and it is empty. I want to tell you today that Jesus says, do not stay in the grave. Do not stay in the grave of your pain, of your guilt, of your shame. Do not stay captive in bondage. It says in John chapter 8, verse 36, so if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Wow. You know, there's, there's people in prison that are more free than some of us today because they've been set free by Jesus. Do you know there are some people in oppressed countries that are more free than you today because they've been set free by Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to be all in. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all the way for you. And and, and I'm going to give it all. I'm going to pay your price. I'm all in for you. And all he says is, what is your response back to me? What is your response? I'm all in. Are you all in? And the question today is, are you all in for God? Or are you all in for yourself? It's a simple question on Easter Sunday. Are you all in like God was all in? Or are you all in for yourself? I want to look at a story and contrast two lives. In John chapter 12, beginning of verse 1, it says, six days before Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a, a dinner was given in his honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pint of pure nard and expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume but one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected, Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It's worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should have this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you but you will not always have Me. There's two characters with Jesus in this story, Judas and Mary. Judas was all in. The problem was, he was all in for himself. He was all in. He was all in the money bag. When you think about it, he was saying, man, what a waste. And what she was doing was quite shocking if you think about it, because what it tells us there, with the year's waste, she has probably spent her entire life savings in that moment pouring it out on Jesus' feet. All that she had is poured out at Jesus' feet. It is extravagant. It is shocking. But the Bible tells us that where your treasure is, there's where your heart is. And it is something that, that it's like, I don't know, but, but Judas, he's like, what a waste. What a waste. In fact, he asked the, the religious leaders, um, what would you give me if I turned Jesus in? 30 pieces of silver? Okay, I'll take what I can get. Judas was all in for himself. He was all in for the moment. And you say, well, I'm not like Judas. But we are in so many ways. We're so busy with things in life and, and, and a lot of times we spend more time planning our next vacation than planning eternity. What we have to do is we have to say, am I all in on this or am I just all in for myself? We have to be realized. You may not be as bad as Judas. I get that. But... Are you all in like the heart of Mary? See, Judas was was okay with a substitute. With the money, with with what he wanted. He was okay with that. That would satisfy Judas, but not Mary. Mary was all in. She wasn't all in for herself. She was all in for Jesus. She does this extravagant thing because her heart is with Jesus. So where her treasure is, there's her heart. She's at the feet of Jesus where she's always at in Scripture. She's just at His feet. Feet, giving her all. Because there's nothing in this life that would substitute for Jesus. She loved Him. And she emptied herself before Jesus. And and so the question becomes, am I Judas or am I Mary? Am I all in for myself or am I all in for the Lord? And, And a lot of people say, well, I want to be all in, but I'm not perfect. And all in definitely does not mean being perfect. There's no one perfect. Throughout the Bible, except for Jesus, there's no one perfect. You can go to every church that's ever existed. There are no perfect people in church. We've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And and, and so, I mean, you look at the disciples and Peter. Look at these guys. When Jesus needed them most, they fell asleep. Or they ran away. Or they denied Him. I mean, Jesus is not looking for perfect people. That's why He died on the cross, because He knew we weren't perfect because he knew we needed a savior, and he just asks us if we're all in. And you say, "Well, I want to get all cleaned up." You can't. So when you read the Bible and you look at the law of God, it's like looking in a mirror, and you see, "Oh, I don't like what I see." And so we hide the mirror, we try to put away. It's like the mirror can't clean you up; it can just tell you what you're like. Jesus says, "I'll, I'll go to the cross for you. I'll be the one that cleans you up. I'll be the one that takes your place." You don't say, "Well, I'll feel better, and then I'll go to the doctor." You don't cut yourself in your bleeding and say, well, when I stop bleeding, I'll go to the hospital. When you stop bleeding, it's too late. See, what you have to realize is Jesus has come to me now. It's like, I can't come. You don't know what this is. You, you, you can't have me come. Look, if Judas is at the Last Supper with Jesus, if Judas got an invitation, chances are you'll get one too. See, we have to realize that God loves us so much. And it's God's love that changes us. See, we come to Him one way and then His love changes us. We, we talked earlier that, that the nails didn't hold Jesus to the cross. Do you know that He could have come off the cross at any time and returned to glory? It was love that held Him to the cross. And it's that love that changes us. How do we respond to that love? How do we respond to that empty cross You know, that empty cross tells me that my sins are forgiven. You know what the empty tomb tells me? That I am not going to go to hell. I'm going to go to heaven. You know what that empty cross and empty tomb tells me? It tells me that Jesus is alive. And He lives in me. And it tells me that He will never leave me. That He will never forsake me. It tells me that He is Emmanuel, God, with us. I met a, a man named Emmanuel a couple weeks ago when I was preaching in Pullman, Washington. He would come down for prayer every time I preached. He's from Rwanda, and he survived the genocide of 1994. And he'd come down for prayer, a, a quiet but powerful man. And by the last night I'm there, he would bring more people and more people each time we'd have services. And, I said, I need to know your story. Because he kept inviting me, you've got to come to Rwanda and preach. You've got to come to Rwanda and preach. And, and so I had him tell me his story. He was uh, going to school when the genocide broke out. And it was his tribe that was being mercilessly slaughtered. He did not know this. He was in the Congo at, at school. And, and uh, it was break at school. So he came home. He walked back home. And, and um, his family said, what are you doing here? You need to get out. And so they drove him to the airport so that he could leave quickly and go back to school, but the soldiers were waiting at the airport, dragging people out of their car, checking their ID to see what tribe they were from and executing those from the wrong tribe. They pulled him and his brothers and his fathers out of the car. Very quickly they grabbed his ID, but they didn't grab his Rwandan ID. They grabbed his school ID, which said Congo. And they said, you're from the Congo, get out of here. And they threw him toward the airport and he ran and he got back to school. His brother and his father never made it home. When he came back a couple years later, the only person in his family left was his mom. And he said, God spared my life for a reason. And he said, what saved my life was my ID. And he said, God has now changed my ID. And I love that picture because as he was telling that story, and I'm I'm just overwhelmed as he's sharing it with me, is that I deserve death, hell, and the grave. But Jesus changes my ID. And God says, you belong to me. You do not belong to sin. You do not belong to death. You do not belong to hell. You do not belong to... You belong with me. And God changes our ID. And, and it's changed Him. And now He has a ministry to orphans and and widows, and and just it's unbelievable the work that's going on in Rwanda today. And he said, it's all because I've been given a new ID. He says it with a smile. Today, we've been given a new identification. You have a very, very, very rich Father in Heaven. Wouldn't it be great to have a rich relative? I mean, a really rich relative? And guess what? The Bible says that you are a child of God, that your ID has been changed. I want to look at Romans chapter 8 as the worship team joins me up here. In Romans chapter 8, verse 11, it says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. We've already talked about that. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me and will raise me up. But look at verse 16. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. We are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ if indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. We have the Spirit living inside of us, marking us as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And what I want to tell you today is that we need that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead to live in us. We need God's power inside of us. I want to tell you that we need to be all in on this, guys. Not all in for ourselves and doing whatever we want to, but all in for God. We need Him. I want to be, as we are about to go into worship, I want to be all in when we worship because that's where the power of God is. I want to be all in. I want to be hungry for Him. I want to be seeking Him. I want to know Him. I want to experience Him. I want God to come in and fill the cavities in my life that I don't even know are there. I want God's power living inside of me so that I do even greater things than I could ever do on my own because His power is inside of me. God was willing to go all in for you on the cross. Are you willing to go all in for Him? Are you willing to go in for the same God? We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And I want you to get this today. This is so important. If you hear a couple minutes of a whole Easter story, this is it. His victory on the cross is my victory. His resurrection is my resurrection. Do you know what that tells me? It tells me this. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That what Jesus gets, I'm going to receive. And here's the thing. Today I have a birthday. I turned 42 today. And you know what? I hope I have a lot more birthdays. But I know that the end of my story, there will be one final birthday, and then I'll die. I know that's part of the story. That's all of our story. But because I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ, I know exactly how my story ends. And it doesn't end in death. I know, and you can know, that your story ends like Jesus' story. Our story ends with a resurrection. That when my life story is over, with the final stroke of a pen, when God finishes writing my life story, it doesn't end in death. It ends with a resurrection. God finishes all things well. So I don't care how you feel today, what you're going through, what we have to do to fill in the blank, God is greater, and He will finish your story with the resurrection. It'll happen. It'll happen. That's the message of Easter. That's the message of Easter. That our story ends like His story. How do you get there from here? How do you go all in? Roman 10 tells us, it's on the screen. It's very simple. That if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, then we are saved. And, and I want us today to do that in this place. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and your hearts with me. I want you to go all in before we worship. And then when we begin to worship I just want you to dive and I want you to sing. I don't have much of a voice left but I'm going to sing with all my heart, mind, soul and strength. But I want you to I want you to be all in on this guys. This might be the only time you ever walk into a church. But I want to tell you today that I know how your story will end. If you are all in with God, if you believe that he died on the cross for your sins, if you believe that God raised Him from the dead, if you confess that with your mouth and believe in your heart, I want to tell you today that when your story ends, it will end with a resurrection. No matter where you find yourself today, the love of God, the Spirit of God will come in and you will be a new creation. You will belong to God. Today I want you to, if this is your heart cry, saying, God, I am all in. I want you to pray this prayer with me and repeat it. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe that you died for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I now invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow You as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I'm all in. In Your name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me so that I can pray for You today? God, I just thank You for those that prayed that prayer. Maybe for the first time. Maybe over again. But God, we know that You are able that You are greater, that You are stronger than anything. God. So God, today we worship You with all of our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, knowing, knowing that when our story ends, it ends with the resurrection and with You for all of eternity. We worship You, Lord, this morning.